0: hate Christmas cards so much. Don't send them. I don't want them. I follow you on Instagram. If you're my real friend. I want all of them. Send them there to
1: you me. Go. I want <laughs> all cards. I'm so sad when I received one one year and the next year I'm like, Oh, I guess, they, I guess they don't like me anymore. It's so funny. No, it is. It is a stupid <laughs> measurement of friendship. I understand that. I honestly should receive none because it's, probably not healthy for me to judge myself in that certain way,
0: but I do love it. I do not think it's a measure of friendship at all. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I completely disagree with you. I don't think it's a measure of friendship at all.
1: Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. The holiday season often stirs up a range of emotions for so many people. Whether it's juggling multiple social events, engaging in conversation with family members, or managing the responsibilities of hosting and maintaining a picture-perfect home for holiday cards, the pressure can outweigh the joy we associate with this time of year. But fret not, there are solutions for you and I'm bringing in a good friend to help, professional organizer Tracy Showalter. This is a candid conversation between two women with two different perspectives on how to set healthy holiday boundaries and what applying a minimalist or intentional approach realistically looks like during this time of year. But before we get there, I want to quickly share my minimalist resource of the week with you. I want to share a book of a previous guest, Meg Nordman, and the book is called Have Yourself a Minimalist Christmas. Meg was actually a guest back on episode 147, which I'll be sure to link in the show notes. She gave a broad overview of the book during that interview, but the book actually dives deeper into overwhelm when decorating, how to fight the urge to scale back even if your family's not on board, gift giving, and so much more. This might be a great resource to hand to family members that might not be on the exact same page as you. You can explain, that this is what we've been thinking for next year, this might give some insight, or feel free to share this episode or one of the many in the archives of the Minimalist Moms podcast in regards to holidays. So again, the specific book I'm recommending today is Have Yourself a Minimalist Christmas, Slow Down, Save Money, and Enjoy a More Intentional Holiday by Meg Nordman. And again, I'll be sure to link the episode that we recorded together in the show notes. And lastly, if this is a conversation that you enjoy, please share it with friends that could benefit from the content and leave a rating and or review. Consider it an early Christmas present to the podcast. All right, now let's get into the conversation with Tracy. Tracy. What I wanted to call this episode was a realistic look into how minimalists do the holiday season. That's a really long title. (laughs) I'm going to have to chop it up.
0: Yeah, we can can work on the title. We can work on the title.
1: (laughs) But that's what I wanted from this episode. I think sometimes we see on social media the way that these bare-homed, which actually you might be one of these people I'm referring to, these bare homes. They're not decorated. They're kind of cold. I'm not saying you're cold, but we have this idea of minimalism. And then it's like, but what if I want to decorate for the holiday season? Where does that come into play with someone trying to pursue an intentional life? So I want to just give a good balance of you and I. We do do things differently at this time of year, but we're still trying to keep it intentional and minimal. So that's kind of how I want to set the scene.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's just talk about labeling in general. You can be Diane Bowden, minimalist mom, and you can still have a house filled with Christmas decor. It's not like there's a, a structure to it. And also, I do think there is this missing piece, missing like definition of minimalism. People equate it with emptiness, isolation, they think it's really boring, and it's its not. I think minimalism is very individualistic, and as we talked about, you do it very differently than I do, but it's that intentional life. It's the intentional decor for Christmas. Like if we're talking about minimal holidays, I have one Christmas bin. To me, that's minimal. My clients have 30 But my house feels very festive, very warm, very cozy. And, you know, I had people over last night. They said, well, we want to come to your house because it's festive. So I don't think it has to be bland and boring and bare. I think it's our intention behind it. Like my minimal decor is enough for me. And it's minimal comparative to, you know, other people. But it might be maximal to somebody who doesn't celebrate at all? So I think we just need to be really confident in like our own journey of minimalism.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. I'm uh, just thinking side note for anyone local to Columbus, there's a Christmas house, but he also does it for Halloween and he has all of these animatronic characters in his front yard. And I always wonder, I'm like, where do you store two holidays? I'm telling you for people listening, he has his entire front yard filled with these characters moving. And I just, I simply don't understand where he stores all this stuff.
0: Okay. So this is what my nightmares are made of. <laughs> and my kids, when they went to uh, Catholic school over there, they, they would always say, mom, we want to go by the Halloween house. We want to go by the Christmas house. And every time I drove by, uh-huh. I inadvertently found myself like gasping for air. It just made me It was hard to breathe, but people say that they store all of those things in their swimming pool in the backyard. Oh, I need somebody to give me information about this because their neighbors tell me that they store it in the swimming pool in the backyard. And I, I, that's the stuff my nightmares are made of. I'll have nightmares for the rest of my life thinking about this.
1: (laughs) See, this is where I struggle because to me, I'm like, Good on you, man. I like that you do this, so I don't have to do this. And I've always thought that with my parents, too. I'm like, good on you, Trish. I love that you curate your house in such a magical way that you get to own the thing, so I don't. But what if those people weren't in our lives? Then do we feel the pressure that we have to? Or are we not enough? And I'm like, that's where I've had this question before. Am I a minimalist because I'm surrounded by maximalists? Is that the only reason that I do this? It's a hard thing to, to reconcile.
0: Well, it goes back to something you and I talk about all the time. Mm -hmm. This whole like, am I enough? Am I doing enough? Mm. The judgment. If no one saw your house as you, Diane, decorate it for Christmas, Mm -hmm. it would be enough for you. It wouldn't matter. It's when the judgment and the comparison and the social media comes in because now we have this voyeuristic view into everyone else's house and for some people, it can leach into your mind of, oh, well, I didn't do enough. Mm-hmm. Be really confident in yourself on your journey. Mm-hmm. The comparison trap is very, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So again, if nobody could see it, would you be confident in it? And I say, yeah, it just, it gets murky with the social media. It gets real murky.
1: Okay. So we've kind of set up what we want to talk about. And again, just giving listeners a realistic idea of what it looks like for two women again pursuing minimalism but we both do it a little differently so this is going to air after thanksgiving i don't know if you have any quick tips you want to give for people to think about for next year with thanksgiving i don't host so for me it feels like not a huge deal not something that overwhelms me but what about you do you host
0: i host because so my family is teeny tiny and I decided after I had kids, I'm not traveling anymore. That was a strict boundary I put into place. I said, so if you want to see us, come to me. So my mom, dad, and brother come to my house. It's very simplistic by nature. And also we cater Thanksgiving meal. So we use the Columbus Fish Market And they provide all of our food. It's very inexpensive. We don't have to do all the grocery shopping and all the preparation. So we're together for a very short amount of time. And that time is not consumed so much with cooking in the kitchen and the dishes and all that. It's just really good quality time. There is nothing stressful for me Mm -hmm. about Thanksgiving.
1: Hmm. Okay. So By design. By design. Which by the way, it's a slightly blasphemous that you don't have turkey on Thanksgiving. You're eating fish.
0: So no, here's the thing. This is so crazy. Put this in your show notes too. Oh. Columbus Fish Market, this is like their 43rd year of doing this. I guess it's like the number one top-rated Thanksgiving thing in Columbus. So I was pregnant with Shep. We moved back into this house after we remodeled the day before Thanksgiving. And I was like, I had a turkey in my belly. I was pregnant with Sheppy, And Mark was like, you're not cooking a turkey like you've done every other year. So he got this. And I was like, fish market? It's turkey and cranberry and stuffing and corn and green beans and salad and bread and butter. It's everything. And it's so inexpensive and so easy. You just pick it up Thanksgiving morning heat it up on the stove, and it's outstanding.
1: And again, I think some people might be like, don't you want the tradition of cooking? And it's like, no, I don't. I've made that decision. I don't want to do that. And I don't have to do that because I put my energies elsewhere. Yeah. And we'll get to Christmas. But I think that we have to put kind of what you just said, put the pressure off of having these labels or doing it just because that's what people have always done.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you just have to do a deeper dive into yourself. If you love doing it so much and you're not going to complain about it Mm -hmm. and it's going to bring you so much joy and you look forward to it all year round, then keep doing it. But if you're going to complain, I don't have time to do this. I can't go to the grocery store. This is so stressful. That's when I would really encourage you to delegate and celebrate. Get rid of it. Outsource the chores, the grocery list, the anything. Get it off of your plate and invest your time and energy in something that you love doing, even if it's nothing. I don't do anything on Thanksgiving, and I love it so much. I drink wine. I play cards. If it's snowing, we go out on walks around our little neighborhood. I'm not tied to this idea of being Betty Crocker and making these this turkey and this stuffing. That's where I'm at now. Ask me where I'm at next year. I don't know. But right now I am so in love with this simple holiday that causes me zero angst, zero stress. Like it's Thanksgiving week. Bring it on.
1: Which I'm glad you said that because you and I were both recently on the Carrie Cross show. She's also local to Columbus. And we were talking about this very thing. And for me, the season that I'm in is where I am going to a Thanksgiving. I usually take a thing or two. However, at some point I will be in charge of hosting. And for me, we were talking about, well, what if I don't like the traditional items and wonder if someone gets frustrated? And for me, I'm like, well, I think that I'll say this is what I'm having. And then if you really prefer green bean casserole, then maybe that's something that you take. So I think we also have to respect our family's boundaries in that way and not try and curate it all of ourselves if we're not the ones that are totally in charge. Again, maybe you can bring that and suggest that. What do you think about all that?
0: I love that. And I think there's something so healthy about a direct boundary. Whatever they want to bring, sure, bring it on. This is what I'm offering. And it's good enough. And you just as the host need to be okay that it's good enough because you cannot please everyone. You know it. You know what? Um, I just think we need to have this deep dive into our own selves and just really come out and be confident and knowing that, okay, this is how I'm doing it this year. And if it feels good, I'll do that next year. Or I'll make these little tweaks to make it feel better for me or to make it better for the host. It's just really being in tune with ourselves.
1: We get ourselves into so much trouble in adulthood by just not being honest and direct with one another. And really that's what we want. We want that. We want people to tell us so we know how to manage the relationship. But so often we're afraid of, we have all these what ifs or we have assumptions of how the person might respond when really, if we just showed up with cream bean casserole that we wanted to eat, uh, it, it probably is not going to be as bad as we think.
0: Well, it is okay. This is so interesting. We want, you to be as direct and honest as possible. I'm not going to be offended if I say, Diane, this is what I'm making and you show up with a green bean casserole. But I guess where it gets hard, it's like, why is it so hard for me to say, you know what, Diane, I'm going to bring a green bean casserole because that's a tradition in my house. I'm going to bring that we we almost take on the other person's point of view and we think we're going to offend them with our honesty but all we want is honesty so i don't know where it gets mixed up when we're being honest and direct when sometimes that turns into um like intentional disrespect or i don't i don't know what the word is is it disrespectful
1: um No, I don't, I don't think so. I think that people, it it could be a generational thing where people feel disrespected, but again, it's, not the intention behind it. So I think if we can just be generous and always gracious in the way that we're communicating things, even with which we're getting ready to talk about is going into the Christmas season and just again, kind of laying it out like, Hey, we don't necessarily want to pull names anymore for Christmas because we don't want to just exchange gift card for gift card. We'd rather go out to dinner together. I would so much rather go out with my sister and my cousin and all of us, instead of getting each other something stupid that we don't really need, just enjoy each other's company. That would, I would love that.
0: Okay. Are we transitioning into Christmas? Cause I got so much to say. Yeah,
1: let's go. <laughs> we want to start here and talk about the, again, boundaries that we want to set for this time of year. I think that's something that is really important, especially with gift giving.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this. I don't know if this is like the best segue, but like, let me ask you this. A client recently has said to me, like, what? She was torn. She's like, what do I do? Everyone in my family, sisters and brothers and kids, they are all in agreement that everybody gets gifts from everybody. That's a lot of gifts. And she said, but her and her husband felt strongly that, well, no, we, that's, that's a lot for us in our stage of life too, to gift mom and dad and brother and wife and their three kids and sister and husband and their three kids. And she said, but we're the odd man out. And so we feel as if we say no, we are causing this rift in the family. So we just kind of, you know, put our nose to the ground, tuck our tail between our legs and we just gift everybody. And that seems like such the wrong message for Christmas. And it seems like that would cause more resentment on the back end. Like, I wouldn't enjoy that. How would you handle that scenario? Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. I have a couple of different thoughts. This is an anecdote from my own life. Uh, To summarize, my sister-in-law was having a bachelorette party. It was in South Carolina. We live in Ohio. Uh, They were spending a ton of money and I opted out. And I know that it was something that was important, but... People are going to be disappointed with me in this life. There are things that I'm going to do that will disappoint people. And I've come to peace with that. And again, it doesn't mean you're a jerk about it. I will celebrate you when you get back. And to me, I was just like, this is something that if I'm going to spend $1,200 to go away, I'd rather do that with my husband. So it really wasn't about her. It was more so about these are our funds, this is what we allocate them to. And I wouldn't expect anyone to do that for me. So, yes, I'm going to set a boundary. I may be perceived as this rude an unthoughtful person, but I have to do that for myself.
0: Well, and you, you don't feel rude and unthoughtful. It's like, that's for someone else. And your opinion of me is none of my business, but this is what feels good to me.
1: But I think we live in a culture where we're always like, well, I'm going to do what feels good to me. And the pendulum has swung so far where it's like all about the self, the self, the self, And I am also opposed to that. So you should have a healthy balance. But I think for something like this, where everyone is celebrating and gifting each other, you guys can just say, we opt out. No one has to get it for us. We're not gonna get it for everyone else. And if that is something that is met with pushback, I mean, so be it. That is something that those people are gonna have to reconcile. And it stinks because I'm like, I don't want the Christmas season to be something that is causing strife between families. Sometimes it's like, maybe you should just go along to get along. I think that's something that people have to determine for their own families and how close they are. But I also feel really, I feel very strongly about being honest about what you have to give.
0: Well, and I don't, I don't love the underlying idea that you have to do it this way. You have to exchange gifts. That's not what Christmas is about, having to go out and check a box and buy a gift and exchange it with someone. That's not what the season is about. I love the season to be about so much more of, you know, the time together and the being off work for a lot of people. I know not everybody, which makes me really sad. Um, But like, where is our energy going to? Is it making these memories, this life is so short. Is it making these special memories with the people we love? Or is it running to Target because I have to take a gift to this um, gift exchange? That's where it gets a little murky for me. I love Christmas for so many things. But I don't love how the gifting has gotten so completely out of hand and box checky. That's what drives me nuts about the season. I feel like we're missing the whole mark about it. And it's just become about materials and consuming. That's when it gets murky for me, especially on my journey to minimalism.
1: So this is another idea. If they, again, people may never ask them to buy them gifts again. But we did, for our mom's night, we did upcycled gifts. So everyone was supposed to bring something from their home that they wanted to declutter or that they created. So, I mean, these people could be like, hey, we have a few things we wanted to declutter. Let's wrap them up. They're still in good enough condition. I'm not saying like wrap up something that's on its last, like has seen better days, but I'm just saying you could get creative too. But again, I also just feel really strongly about that first thing that I said of you can opt out. Like you can just simply opt out. Or if you don't do it this year, Do it next year and say, hey, this is another thing my husband and I have done. We bought a cabin for all of his family. That was the family gift to everyone. And then at the cabin, and I know not everyone likes their in-laws this much. I understand that that might not work. But I'm just thinking about how do we think outside the box when what people really do want, what you're saying is that they want experiences with one another. So that's the way we ended up doing it. Again, we've just bought the cabin, not all the meals for everyone, but Um, maybe you suggest that for next year, this is the last year we're going to do gifts and then we're opting out just so you have like a little bit more time to know that that's what we're doing.
0: Yeah. And you're almost, that's kind of your like go along to get along. You're almost like setting that expectation. Like, Hey, so for the last couple of years, we've been doing it this way X and now we want to do Y because it just doesn't feel, probably just doesn't feel as good to them. You know, you don't want to just do it just to do it. And you don't want to go into the holiday season, like not looking forward to, The gift exchange or whatever, you know, it's okay to stand up and say, Hey, this just doesn't feel good anymore. Hey, we're going to do it another way. Hey, we're going to opt out of this. And you know, the other thing, let's say you do get a gift and you don't like it. What can we do with this gift? I, I give people full permission to either re-gift it, sell it, donate it, whatever you want. And it goes back to that whole, like you don't, have to do anything you don't have to keep it just because your sister-in-law bought it for you and said oh I think you'd look really good in this sweater you don't have to keep it you know that that comes back to the honesty too like can we just be honest with them and ourselves of hey this just didn't fit with my you know the trend of the season or it didn't make me feel attractive, didn't feel good. So I wasn't going to grab it in my closet. So I decided to give it a second life and donate it. There is nothing wrong with that.
1: No, I totally agree. I think it is something that, again, we may be too close to the actual holiday to implement this year, but to start having those conversations at the beginning of next year so that you can set the scene for what next year is going to look like and opt out then, that may be a little bit more respectful. It also may be a better choice for, depending on whose family it is, like hey, honey, can you have that conversation with your family? Because it might not come across as well if I do that with his family. So I think, again, you have to know yourself, know your family dynamics, and what would come across the best that you appear the most gracious and appreciative.
0: Absolutely. You know, it's interesting, too. uh, Since we are pre-holiday, I don't know when this is going to come out, but um, I always tell something I tell my clients, I say write it down. I say write it down, you know, sit down, give yourself three to five minutes, write down the things that you're not looking forward to or the things that stress you out. That gives you the opportunity and the insight to say, okay, how can I, you know, like if there's three things that are really upsetting me, how can I sit down with Mark and say, hey, how can we do this a little bit differently? Maybe not this year, but next year, how can we have this softer um, startup, these softer changes to start implementing things differently this year and next year. Because every year we do have the opportunity to make it um, cater to us. You know, and in 10 years, Diane, both of us are going to have teenagers, which will be a whole nother layer to the crazy onion. It's crazy to think that we'll have teenagers, you know, and then they'll be in college and then they'll have family. So um, constantly evolving and make it work for us in these simple ways. I think it's a really um great practice to sit down and, and write those things out.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So another thing I want to talk about without this getting incredibly long is just again realistically, what does this holiday season look like for you? Are you doing all the things you said your house is sparsely decorated, but you still do decorate. I just want to know more about you and what minimalism and or a decluttered life looks like realistically?
0: I love this question. Obviously my, I have one Christmas bin. I have a couple string lights around and I did it early this year because not only is it festive, but it's also because daylight savings time, it gets dark at four o'clock here. So, and then we have one blow up snowman. He sits in a corner we will get a real tree. We do go and do the one thing. We go to a Christmas tree farm. We'll go this coming weekend after Thanksgiving. We'll get a real tree. And we have very minimal ornaments on it, but they all mean something. And aside from that, there's no other decor. So it's just a couple lights, my mistletoe, and pentatonix on my big screen TV. Because I I blare the pentatonix. You don't like the pentatonix. I love the pentatonix. and you know something that's very unique to my situation my husband loves Christmas he does all of the Christmas shopping I don't buy a gift I don't wrap a gift I don't have a say in it I am not I'm not the guy and I won't say it always works for us it definitely causes uh some friction but it's it's not my thing. And I don't... So I don't want to do it. And I have just really relinquished control and broken that traditional gender role of like the mom that does all the gifts and she's the one stressing about it. I've I've given that up. And I'll do cooking on Christmas Day. And again, we host because our family is really small. But no, we're not doing holiday events. We're not going to all the things. We just... We really keep it so simple on purpose.
1: Do you feel like you're taking some kind of magic away from your kids by keeping it that way?
0: I don't. I, I never feel like they're missing out on anything. I never do. What's so funny is we will sometimes load up the golf cart and we'll take roadies And we'll blast Christmas music and we'll drive all through Upper Arlington and Grandview and it's freezing. We'll have hand warmers. And it's little tiny things like that that make the memory. I will say this, too. Last year, they didn't want to see Santa. Who am I to force them to go sit on some strange man's lap? I'm like, okay, whatever. They're not writing the letters to Santa at the library I'm not doing it intentionally. If we went to the library and they wanted to write a letter, go for it. I'll say this. I'm not saying like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that event. We're not going there. It's just traditionally for our family. We keep it simple. We do the things that feel good for the five of us that are easy with Mark's crazy work schedule. And yeah, it feels really good. And I enjoy it. Every year I enjoy it. The kids enjoy it. And I would say no complaints here. Should, should, we get my, should we call my family in to, to sort of be my little peanut gallery? Should I ask them what they think? I asked you that because
1: I wanted to hear your response. I definitely agree with you. And I did need to be talked off the ledge a little bit about that because I do feel like a lot of what I remember from my childhood were some of the things that the decorations that my mom had around the house. She had an angel and a Santa that were on a post and just moved back and forth holding lights. And I just remember it. I said to my friends, I was like, I just love the way that they smelled. They smelled like plastic that was hot. And I was like, I don't know why like stands out in my head. But all that to say.
0: Well, and you don't know what's going to stand out for your kids.
1: exactly. Exactly. But I was like, yes, I don't have a lot of the things around my house. We very minimally decorate I don't know why that is. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I just, I've i never been into decorating. Uh, my friends were like, you do a lot of the things. Like you take your kids a lot of places. And again, it's things that they also want to do. But I've said this to you before. At this point, because there's three of them and then my husband and I, it's like, okay, we're going to make sure every person gets one thing. And then anything else is extra that we're going to do. But we'll make sure that every person gets the one thing that they want to do this holiday season. That way we're not filling the schedule in abundance and we have some space for margin, like the little, I'm going to drive the golf cart around the neighborhood. If we were filling our schedule, that might feel like too much. And that's a really special, intentional, immediate family moment that you guys got to share with one another. So I agree. I don't think the magic is in all of these things that we're doing. I think it's something as silly as, um, my cousin's son, he'll come over and they all watch The Star together. And we make popcorn with red and green M&Ms in it. And that's just a special thing. They all know that they're going to watch it. And I'm sure that movie will shift as they get older. But it's just something like, oh, we get to be with our cousin and have a fun festive movie afternoon. And so it doesn't have to be big for it to be a memory.
0: Oh, and that is something that I guarantee they will talk about. When they're our age, something that seemingly to, you know, other people might be small or like popcorn with red and green M&Ms. Really? There's something so beautiful in the simplicity of that. What's magic is different for everybody. And I think if it feels like magic enough for us, like what more do we, what more do we need? Mm hmm.
1: And then kind of one of the last things I wanted to say, which again, we mentioned on the Carrie Croft show, which I'll be sure to link in the show notes. We talked about the 12, we kind of did a play on the 12 days of Christmas where we were saying the 12 things that you have permission, which again, people don't need our permission, but the 12 things that you have permission to do, or just be a little bit more thoughtful about.
0: Here's the crazy thing is my clients tell me constantly in some weird way. They're like, I do need you to give me permission thank you for giving me permission to throw away my empty iPhone boxes or those keys that I haven't touched in 15 years. I don't even know what they go to. Thank you for giving me permission not to go on the Polar Express. People really do. It's this subconscious um, little voice in their head. And once we release them of that, it's like, oh my God, okay, finally, somebody said it out loud and they've almost like taken the shackles off and it's it's weird. It's weird, but I do find that people need permission. So yeah, we, we were kind of having a play on the words of like permission not to do this and permission not to do that. And I think the show was such a great um, representation of, we're just gonna talk about the holidays way differently. We're gonna talk about the holidays way differently. And to your point, the play on the 12 days, which was amazing, it was amazing and fun. the magic is what's happening like inside of our homes with our five, my five, your five, you know, it's whatever someone's family looks like, like that's, that's the magic.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope this gave people just a little bit more perspective of what it does look like for women that are trying their best to live a life with us and to live an intentional lifestyle. I, I think the word minimalism sometimes is uh, looked down upon or it's, Um, cold and that's not what we're trying to exude here. We're trying to just live with intention and, and have real joy. Not that comes from our that doesn't come from our things. So Tracy, where can listeners find you if they want to connect with you online?
0: All right, you can find me on Instagram at the underscore lighthouse co. I am constantly sharing on Instagram. Reach out. Don't be a stranger
1: Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to wrap things up here with the two questions I ask every guest. I know you this is the third time you've joined me. Maybe I want your, your answers, maybe more geared towards the holidays and or the
0: new year.
1: So the first one is what has been a beneficial resource in your life that
0: you'd like to share with the listeners? I feel like I share about books a lot, but I am reading this book right now. It is called the comfort crisis. And the, sim- the most simplistic way I can say it is it's basically like g- your life begins at the end of your comfort zone. So as it relates to the holidays, do something different. See how it feels. Don't just, um, you know, walk the line. Do it Do it way differently and think differently about things. And that's what our, um, like it's a part of our ancestry too. It's like it really makes us feel alive to get a little uncomfortable. And I am love it. His name is Michael Easter. He's got this book that I'm finishing. And then there's another one called The Scarcity Brain. And I cannot recommend this book more to anyone, especially as we're approaching, you know, it's like the end of a year and the beginning of a new year. Uh, get out of your comfort zone. That's my resource. The Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter.
1: John Deloney had mentioned the comfort crisis in his book. And you also mentioned that to me. So I'll definitely have to uh, get that one read before the new year. My last question for you is what is something that you can't stop talking about? Christmas cards.
0: (laughs) I hate Christmas cards so much. Don't send them. I don't want them. I follow you on Instagram if you're my real friend. And I'm not saving them. I'm not sending them. And I don't want yours even though I love you with my whole heart?
1: See, I want all of them. Send them to me. There you go. I want all yeah. of them. I'm so sad when I received one one year and the next year, I'm like, oh, I guess, they, I guess they don't like me anymore.
0: You're like, oh, they took me off the list. I had a client in my mailbox last year. She wrapped her Christmas card around a bottle of Fireball and she put it in my mailbox. And she's like, I knew the only way you would take it was with fireball. And he's right. And I still have her Christmas card. She wins. That she wins the so race. Funny. No, it is.
1: It is a stupid <laughs> measurement of friendship. I understand that. I honestly should receive nine because it's probably not healthy for me to judge myself in that certain
0: way. But I do love it. I do not think it's a measure of friendship at all. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I completely disagree with you. I don't think it's a measure of friendship at all. And trust me, I, I tell people too, I'm like, You ain't going to get one and don't feel bad. Even my best friend, well, my best friends know you're not getting anything from me. And it's not that we're not fighting. They just know I don't, I don't send them. And I say, be confident in that. They're so expensive. The few times I've done it in the past, I'll create it in
1: Photoshop and print a picture for 39 cents at Midwest Photography. And then just send them the, the picture as my Christmas card. Because I'm like, oh, 39 cents is much cheaper than $4 a card.
0: But also, are you only doing it because you're like, well, I have to send a Christmas card? Mm partially. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But well, I also can't just Can't they
0: just hop on your Instagram and see your fam? Yeah.
1: It, but I think I like receiving them because it's a it's a decoration in my home that I don't have to think hard about. I like
0: to just kind of put yeah. them up and, and yeah. then they come down.
1: <laughs> I definitely think that it's a it's a polarizing topic for
0: some. I know. I'm filled with unpopular opinions. Go ahead. I'm like, follow the Lighthouse Co for everything... No one else is talking about about holidays. (laughs) Well, you will also be
1: joining me back here in the new year, and we're going to be talking about things we specifically don't buy as minimalists. And again, I think maybe a few of the things that we talk about you may not have heard of before, so stay tuned for that little bit of a teaser for what's to come. But I appreciate you joining me again for your third time. I'll be sure to link the other episodes you've done with me in the show notes. And I hope that this has given people, again, not that they need our permission, but if they feel like they need it, I hope they have permission to be a little Little bit more intentional this holiday season.
0: Absolutely. Do what feels right for you. And if you don't want to do it, delegate and celebrate. Happy holidays.
1: What did you think of the episode? I hope you enjoyed the conversation.